Hey, hi, hello, Midwesty besties. It's me, RB, your over-eager tour guide of all things Midwest queer and trans, welcoming you to season four of Take the Last Bite, a show where we take Midwest nice, slide it through a paper shredder, and then toss it around like eco-friendly confetti. I'm absolutely thrilled for all that this new season has in store. I've already chatted with some incredible queer and trans folks with connections to the Midwest. You do not want to miss the conversations we've got in the queue. So please take a moment to subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen. So you get pinged every other Tuesday when we push out new content. I also invite you to find Take the Last Bite on TikTok for some mini morsels of Midwest LGBTQ moments, some unhinged clips of literal last bites, and so much more. You can find the link to our TikTok in the show notes or by searching Take the Last Bite podcast in the TikTok app. In the time since we wrapped up season three, our team has been hard at work planning the 31st annual Midwest Bisexual, Lesbian, Gay, Transgender, Asexual College Conference, Mumble Talk for the Necessary Short, which is being hosted in Lexington, Kentucky, the weekend of November 3rd through 5th. We've been collaborating with a fabulous group of student planners at the University of Kentucky, and we recently finalized this year's conference theme, Queer Joy, as our lasting legacy. What's always rewarding about working with college students is getting their insight on what's the most pressing issues, who's the most exciting speaker prospects, and being able to expand our intergenerational worldviews by working together on this big gay group project. One thing that's been a key focus for this year's team is providing the conference space as a collective sigh of relief an opportunity to put down our battle gear for a few moments and be nurtured by the healing powers of queer joy and contribute to our lasting legacy. As season four of the show plays out, I'll be sure to provide updates and details on how you can participate in this year's conference. Our call for workshop proposals is open from April 10th until May 22nd, and registration for the conference is officially open. You can find more info about the conference at mblgtacc.org. What's also been true since you last heard from me is we continue to be bombarded with egregious, nasty, anti-trans legislation and dealing with the social impacts of how even when a bill isn't passed, it creates a dynamic where those who fear queer and trans power are emboldened to say the quiet parts of their hatred out loud. At this point, it's impossible to just happen to be gay. We are all called, and many of us are already deeply engaged in the necessary and tiring work of combating the attacks against us. What we are witnessing as a result is incredibly creative pathways to demanding justice, building power, and rejecting the social norms that entrap us. A few examples just from the last month include citizens in Tennessee calling for robust gun law reforms in the aftermath of a devastating mass shooting in Nashville, and when three members of the state legislature were penalized or removed for their participation in related protests, those same citizens fought back against the democracy-defying choices of the Republican-controlled Tennessee House of Representatives and ensured progressive House representatives Justin Jones and Justin Pearson were reinstated in their seats. 
A prime example proving trans people have immense power took place via TikTok when content creators Mercury Stardust and Jory hosted a 30-hour live stream to raise money for Point of Pride, an organization led by Aidan Dowling that creates access to gender-affirming healthcare needs. They not only surpassed their original goal of $1 million, they doubled it and were also able to secure funding for their own biomedical transition needs on top of it. And of course, we must acknowledge that the age of protesters continues to trend younger and younger, as we've seen K-12 through walkouts across the country in protest of anti-LGBTQ legislation, especially in major battleground states where the legislation poses particular challenges to queer and trans children. We are seeing history in the making. And while most of us are pretty fed up with living in unprecedented times, it's motivating to see queer and trans folks leading the way to ensure our history isn't just one big dumpster fire and that our futures are filled with joy. Our guest today knows all about promoting queer and trans accomplishments on a national and global scale. Charlie Sprinkman, creator of the Everywhere is Queer map, started with a simple idea and has seen their original concept grow into a user-generated showcase of all the amazing ways queer and trans folks are making space for themselves, including jobs and small businesses. We chat about where this idea came from, what all goes into creating a map, and what's next for this digital cartography project. So drop a pin and take the fastest route to this episode of Take the Last Bite. Why can't we be in space with hundreds of other queer and trans folks and having these necessary conversations? When it comes to dynamics around privilege and oppression and around identity, well-intentioned isn't actually good enough. And how far is too far to drive for a drag show? I don't know, we're in Duluth right now. I would straight up go to Nebraska, probably. <laughs> if you are not vibing or something's not right, or also like there's an irreparable rupture, you have absolutely every right to walk away. Definitely going to talk about Midwest nice, and if that's if that's um, as real as it wants to think it is, Midwest nice is white aggression. That's what it is. Um, all right, so let's go ahead and get right into it. I'm super stoked for this conversation, um, especially because kind of a a low key um, inspiration for the podcast um, in general is really focusing on kind of like queer space, place, and time, which is something that you know a whole lot about. So why don't we yeah. um, kick off with you introducing yourself a little bit and tell me about your relationship to the Midwest. Yeah, absolutely. Hi, everyone. Um, my name's Charlie. I use he, they pronouns. Um, I'm originally from small town Pewaukee, Wisconsin. Um, so a little bit outside of Milwaukee. Okay. I'm 30 miles west of Milwaukee, about an hour uh, east of Madison. Um it is a geographically gorgeous area. Um, it is a very conservative, very religious um, area as well. <laughs> um, but yeah, so my relationship to the Midwest, born and raised in Pewaukee, Wisconsin. Um, I come from many generations. My grandparents were born and raised. My great-grandparents were born and raised in um, pretty much Pewaukee, Wisconsin. So yeah, um, lots of generations that haven't left. And yeah. and um I'm breaking that mold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, I have a lot of love for the Midwest. I do. I do. I do. I don't live there now, but I have a lot of love for it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I, I'm curious then how 
how your relationship to the Midwest, but kind of coming from smaller town, conservative, uh, religious bent, Wisconsin, um, has kind of informed this project that you've been this this little project you've been working on for for just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This queer map. So talk about this project a bit. Where did this idea come from? How did it get started? Tell us about it. Yeah. So I mean. I didn't come out till I was 21 years old. I'm grateful I went to university in Fort Collins, Colorado. So I went to Colorado mm-hmm. State. Um, but uh, so, yeah, I did not have a queer experience in Wisconsin, or at least an out queer experience for myself. Um, for me, um, I think back on my younger self and I wish I had at least one queer person just like kind of yeah. call me out and be like, I see you. Yeah. Like, I, I see you. That's all I wanted was just like one person mm-hmm. to see me because I mean, I spent my entire childhood in Catholic grade school. So kindergarten, eighth grade, and then um, I went to a public high school, but um, telling myself waking up every single day that I'm straight, um, it will change tomorrow. Um, and truly, truly, truly did believe that um, within myself. Like I was like, it's just a phase, just a thought. Like tomorrow I'll wake up straight. Um, so yeah, I reflect below back on just like my little childhood self or even my high school self. And um, even if I wasn't out, I feel like I would have been drawn to a queer owned business. Let's just say a queer owned coffee shop um, yeah. to go sit there and not be out and just see queer people exist and working and part of our society as an adult in the system, like I, I, I needed that and I did not have that experience. Sure. Um, and so that's like the first plant of the seed of everywhere is queer. Obviously had not thought of the idea yet. Um, we'll fast forward to post-college. So 2021, I think it was. Okay. Um, I went to brave trails. Oh wait, one more thing before this. <laughs> yeah. I 2019, I got a job and I lived out of a van for a year. They gave me a van and they were like, travel the United States. Oh, wow. And so I went to 48 of the 50 states. And on these travels, I was out at this point. I was like Googling like queer hangouts here, queer yeah. hangouts there. Like I was in New York City. I was in Lexington, Kentucky. I was in Minneapolis, Minnesota. I was all over the place um, and could not really find a resource that was like where to hang out as a queer person in on mm. all of the spaces, even New York City. <laughs> I'm like, okay, yeah, I can go to these queer bars. Um, but like wanted some more. Yeah. Um, so yeah, another seed planted there. And then I went to Brave Trails 2021, which is a queer youth leadership camp mm-hmm. outside of LA. Um, they do amazing work. I'm going back for my third summer this mm-hmm. coming summer. Um, and the first year that I went... It was a space of a hundred queer people. Um, and that was the first time in my life where I've been in a space of solely a hundred queer people. Certainly. And it was euphoric. Like mm-hmm. I, it was I nobody commented on my voice. Nobody, you know, commented on my appearance. And that was the first time in seven days that my voice hasn't been commented on. And um it just like rocked my world in the best possible way. And so I was driving back to Colorado where I lived at the time from Brave Trails and I had a 16 hour drive from LA and um, on my drive, I was like, 
everywhere is queer. <laughs> that, like kids, kids had just come from all over the world to this camp. Oh, wow. And I was just like, these are kids. Like we're everywhere. And I was like, how can people feel that euphoric experience that I just had at Brave Trails in the real world? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I wonder if a worldwide map of queer owned businesses exists. And so I pulled my car over. I was just like Googling and Googling and Googling. And it was like a Vogue article that was like, support these 12 queer owned businesses in 2012. I was like, okay, cool. Like not relevant. Um, Could not find anything. And I was like, okay, okay, I might be onto something. And I was like, I'm going to go back home. I'm going to take a deep breath. I'm going to keep Googling, make sure this doesn't exist. (laughs) Um, I did find some like, localized maps like sure. i I've, i found one that's like new york city queer owned businesses but nothing at a grander scale mm-hmm. um and so yeah i dove into my computer um you know it was 2020 i was at Brave trails then january no it was 2021 then january 2022 i launched january 2nd 2022 i launched everywhere is queer and um here we are a year and uh, just about three months later two months later yeah so things moved seemingly quite fast after pulling over on the road on your way back from Brave Trails to say, I'm yeah. going to create a map. How, how did you, did you already have a skill set in kind of curating like a map like that? Like, how did you even figure out the wherewithal to like design something like that? Like, how did you actually physically create this map? I have absolutely no background in any of this. I will say that nothing is uh, well, I have a new map. So my original map um, it is nothing is coded or anything like that. So like my OG map um, was just me being like, how do I build the map? And how, like, I mean, there's like Google My Maps, it's called. Yeah. And that's where it was hosted. Um, and I just found a way for people to apply. And then I had a very tedious process <laughs> of adding each single pin onto the map. Um, which is how it started. And, um, yeah, and then I am, my uh, undergrad degree is entrepreneurship, okay. um, which, yeah, um, I am grateful for. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> college of business was not my my favorite. Um, but, um, yeah, so I, I, I did have some, like, ideation knowledge in my head and just kind of, like, went with it. So now it's like, let's see what happens. Yeah. There's something very inherently queer, I think, to just being like, I don't know how to do this. So I'm just going to take to the powers of Google and I'm just going to lay around and I'm going to hyperfixate and focus on this project and make totally. it work. And now you've got this really like, you've got color coding, you've got icons, you've got, you know, search tools and filters, like this very kind of like sophisticated tool that from what sounds like original, a very original, like, you found the first tool you could use and started doing it. That's really cool. That's really awesome. Yeah, Um, just starting with an Excel doc (laughs) um, of, like, don't we all? Businesses, (laughs) yeah, like, where it started. Yeah, well, it it makes sense, too, because, I, you know, I think that, um, you know, when you talked about, like, you found some localized maps, you know, I think that that is kind of the way that queer folks have attempted to put together. Like, I think I've encountered a lot of directories, for example, of just kind of, like, lists um you know either published or like travel guides there's something very waspy i feel like about the travel guides sometimes that get published of just like here's this very expensive queer resort or queer cream thing if you can go on i'm like that's cool um i don't have the coin for that can you give me something else um totally just kind of have i feel like you know clicking around 
the map um, circa now, right, there's just a lot of, like, chill opportunities and just, like, you know, independent owners in their Etsy shops. Like, there's just kind of a lot of, like, working-class, queer-focused pieces, and I think that's kind of refreshing for a place of, like, I'm looking for a place that isn't going to cost a lot of money, that isn't going to be, you know, a lot of, like, cis white gay men, for example, um, you know, where where do the queers go? You know, I'm seeing I'm seeing that definitely a lot on the map. What is the process, if any, like on the back end? OK, so someone goes to your site, they submit, they say, I'd like to be on the map. You know, what are you looking at on the back end when you receive that to say, yep, you can definitely go on the map? Um, what does that look like? Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, every single I'm I'm I get a, a pop up on my phone when every single <laughs> business has added, and we're at almost two thousand businesses at this point. Um, so uh, I get a, a it's been a lot, you know. <laughs> but I my heart still skips a beat every time like someone kind of applies to be on my map. Yeah. Um. So I just me as the type A person that I kind of am. I'm, I say I'm A B, but kind of a lot A. Um. Uh, <laughs> I go immediately check out all everything like the social yeah. media. Um, obviously, like they put in a bio, people can submit photos for a potential highlight. Um, so yeah, I just like dive into the the business. I check out their website. I um yeah, that's it. I mean, like I I do believe like there is a little bit of an honor code here. And yeah, um, I'm sure at some extent it's gonna get so big we're gonna need to make something a little bit more you know the application a little bit more robust but um at this time you know um i just check out all of their stuff because one i'm just curious like yeah let's see what's what's new you know there's so many fascinating businesses on the map that <laughs> i'm like queer people are amazing you're blowing my mind at what y'all can do out in this world what are some of the examples of some of the cool things you've seen so far like just a bit like a queer business that you just didn't even fathom could be a thing or what what are what are folks doing that you've seen come through a hoof cleaner a hoof cleaner a hoof cleaner that's amazing (laughs) um i loved that one um people's uh inclusive welding in portland maine um they're uh they host a ton of like welding workshops and they like want to teach people white collar skills and um, like their whole thing and they're on a mission to like creating a more inclusive like white collar experience mm-hmm. um which i just think is so cool and like I, I would learn how to weld from queer people yeah um <laughs> my dad's a welder yeah like yeah my, my dad owns a welding me, so like um not working for my dad but um <laughs> What else? I mean, I would say one of the biggest categories is barber shops. Um, are we surprised? I don't no. know. Um, <laughs> like, no. you know, Duluth, Minnesota um, represents several trans-owned businesses, which is so beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, real estate agents are a big one, you know. Okay. Um, yeah, a lot of tattoo artists um, or like tattoo studios. Um yeah, as more arise in my head, I will uh, I'll call them out with some of the other like random yeah. ones. But as you said earlier, I welcome all um, online businesses. You do not have to be a brick and mortar. Um, you sure. could just have an Etsy account. Honestly, if you're just selling on your Instagram, like DM me on my Instagram and Venmo me for some earrings I made. Like I'm here to have you on my map. Like I want to welcome everyone, no matter where you are. Mm-hmm. There's no cost to be on the map. 
Um, and so I just hope that this map will uplift and support these businesses, which mm-hmm. it has. I mean, a lot of people have told me. So that's really exciting. Um, I think what was inter- uh, was really interesting for me, you know, toying around with the map a little bit just to kind of see, like, what is on here? You know, I've been in Deloitte for six years and I'm aware of, like, several, you know, either queer-owned businesses or folks who do, like, queer work um, that maybe isn't um, formally, you know, made as a business. And there were, there were pins in my area that just, like, I was not aware of. Like, I do LGBTQ work in this area. And so, like, I have a certain level of connection, but there were things that just, like, I was surprised to find. And I think that that possibility, even for folks who, like, are highly immersed in queer culture or, like, mm-hmm. queer community in their spaces, mm-hmm. still being able to find, like, new things like that is an experience that I wasn't expecting I was like oh I bet I'm gonna be able to like tell you know there were ones on there and it's mm-hmm. especially like small like like independent content mm-hmm. creators I was like oh that's really nifty like I didn't know that there's like a I don't even know what it was like a freeze-dried food company or something I don't think that's what it was but I was just like who are you know lots of like backpacking meals you know there's yeah. a few of them on, on, on the map for sure yeah, you know, for me, I live in Bend, Oregon, so a town of 100,000 people um, and moving to Portland, Oregon here shortly. Um, but Bend, 100,000 people, there's not one uh, queer bar in Bend, Oregon. It's central Oregon. It's a liberal pocket here in Bend, but 15 minutes outside of here, um, very conservative, which I should believe is in most cities, <laughs> a few miles outside of it. Conservative. Um, but there's 50. The five to 60 queer owned businesses in Bend, Oregon. Now, once again, they're not all brick and mortar. We do have a handful of brick and mortar spots. Um, but yeah, I, I keep hearing left and right in Bend. Like I had no idea or I just made a new friend because I reached out for them to be my therapist. Now they're not going to be my therapist, but they're going to be sure. Friend, you yeah. know, like yeah. it, it's for me, like I hope it also just provides that space. Like I share this, I share this story of like, if I would, I welcome any and all drag queens, kings, and everything in between. Um, and because I believe that all those humans are businesses themselves. I mean, for sure. get that money, honey. Exactly. You know? <laughs> um, and so, like, if there's a drag queen, king, or anyone in between on as like a, a pin on my map, and then there's a, a breakfast joint or something, and yeah. they're like, wait, let's do brunch. 100%. Like, like that is everything I want to happen. And I've I've heard of that happening and I've heard of collaborations between businesses happening because they found each other because of my map. Like that is what I want. And for me, it's community. Like everyone deserves to be seen for no matter who they are and deserves community. And I just hope that my map can help build that um, locally or as people travel, you know? Yeah. Um, what has been your thoughts or experience so far right i'm fi- so you know i'll focus on the u.s for 2.5 seconds we have states who are you know in essence trying to ban the existence of queer and trans people and then knowing that your map is worldwide right and the possibility of countries who have very extensive like anti-lgbtq laws you know what what has been your experience or what are you kind of bracing for as we kind of experience you know other countries or even now states um in the u.s that are anti who have codified anti-queer and trans laws and then there's this public map that exists where these businesses may be existing in spaces where they're technically i'm doing air quotes not supposed to Mm -hmm. like what has been that Mm -hmm. experience so far 
Totally. Um, I will say that every single business on my map has consented to be on my map. So I actually don't add any businesses. I've never added a single business to my map. I mean, they apply and then I add them. But um, yeah, so I always want to like preface that like some people are like, hey, you, you're, this could be used in the wrong way, your resource. And, you know, there are bad and sad people out there. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, it might be. And I hope that it never is. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm here in these states all over the world, but in these particular states where we're being targeted as queer and trans people, um, I'm here to uplift the voices of those queer owned businesses. You know, we live in a capitalistic society where money is huge. And if we can put more money in the hands of queer and trans folks, think about what we can build like from there. Yeah. Um, so for all that I can do, I'm not going to save the world. Um, I want to highlight and uplift the voices of queer owned businesses, no matter where you are in the world. Um, and yeah, get more money into the, the hands of those folks. That's fine. Like, that's fair. Yeah, I just I'm curious how like oh, how in the continued evolution of this project, right? Like folks making those decisions, or you know, if you'll if you'll experience in the next year, you know, knowing that we have record numbers of anti-trans mm-hmm. bills, especially if folks may mm-hmm. contact you and decide, hey, like I've changed my mind. It's like I need my you know stuff removed, or it's actually drawing undue attention. Mm-hmm. So. You know, it's just unfortunate that we have to kind of um, mm-hmm. play offense in that way. But, you know, that's definitely a totally. thing. Um, but I, I think it's valuable to know that, like, folks consent and they opt into this experience. You're not seeking out and kind of, um, you know, looking through well, the internets to find cool businesses. Not to say that you might not reach out to them, but just like that those yeah. are saying, I am choosing to have my stuff up. Um, mm-hmm. I also like the the part, too, about the connectivity piece of of. Um, folks finding each other because I think about a conversation that um, happened on the podcast for season two, I believe, um, where I talked to a friend um, slash colleague who is a uh, queer and trans affirming therapist in Menominee, Wisconsin, um, also okay. very small town, Wisconsin, right? And so they, what was ironic and interesting talking to them is that um, you often think about the circumstance in the other way, where folks in rural areas maybe are, are looking to major, major metro areas to find affirming healthcare, whether it's therapists or other mm-hmm. providers. Mm-hmm. Um, and they were actually finding that folks were trying to to reach out from, you know, Milwaukee or Madison um, to connect with them because it was someone kind of external who maybe wasn't immersed in whatever like circle of queer community mm-hmm. existed in those areas. Mm-hmm. Um, and what a what a what a value it will be to have like queer and trans therapists popping up in this tool for folks to seek mm-hmm. out to not even know that someone mm-hmm. who's you know queer trans non-binary um and amazing doing work in menominee wisconsin right i think that's mm-hmm. also just like you know how do we um you know do the things that queers do and like bridge the communication gap and make sure that like we are finding each other um and i think that that feels really valuable and promising that like individual people who provide certain services can find their way onto the map and kind of frame it in a way that says you know maybe you're associated with a a clinic but like you can you know promote yourself as i i offer these services and here's the ways you can access them um, even if it's just to be able to connect with someone to say, I don't have a therapist like you. I don't live in your state, so you're not licensed mm-hmm. to, to support me. But can I just say hi um, and maybe get some feedback from you about how to fire my shitty therapist, right? Like, you know what I mean? Yes. Like, what's her really? um, to have totally. that connection? So I, yeah, yes. love that. Yes. 
yeah, I mean, therapist is a category on my map, mm-hmm. um, and I it, it's growing every day. Um, and I have met so many amazing yeah. queer therapists out there just doing the work, and it's so amazing. First of all, the therapist in Menominee, Wisconsin, like, you're amazing. Um, <laughs> I keep doing you. You're, like, so grateful for you. And also, like, queer people are everywhere. Like, right. everywhere is queer. Like, we are everywhere. Um, and we just need to, like, find each other. Like, in the most, uh, my joke about everywhere is queer is, um, you know, I have the privilege of being on an app like Grinder. And I've been in the ruralest parts of America. There's people on Grinder, <laughs> And so we are everywhere. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> um, yeah. It might be in a good place for advertising, Charlie. Like, just, yeah. <laughs> I was going to take out a grinder ad for everywhere. It's clear. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't really need to dive deeper into grinder. I'll tell you that. Honestly, we can That's just rip grinder from my life. <laughs> They're going to submit to be on the map one day. Really? Yeah. Um, but I did like going down this app, the app thing a little bit. Um, uh, field. Have you heard of field? I don't think so. Tell me more. I don't know. I don't know if like this is for you, but. Um, it is like a queer kink poly um, dating app. And it's like yes, completely, I found it through Everywhere is Queer. Um, I don't 100% know if it's queer owned, but a lot of folks have just been like, you should check this out. Um, I'm ethically non-monogamous myself. And um, it's, uh, I'm mind blown by like this dating app experience um, for sure. And you wouldn't have found out about it without your project, without... I mean, people queer, just probably. have sent it to me on Everywhere's Queer. Yeah, I don't, I'm not like always seeking out dating apps. But, <laughs> or like, <laughs> when they arise. But, yeah. But, but this one is like, I, w- I was like shocked at going through like, mm-hmm. it's so inclusive, mm-hmm. um, which I think is amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Go feel, go. <laughs> um, is it missing any vowels or is it spelled F-I-E-L-D? It's F E E L D. Yeah. Field. Got it. Yeah. We don't know. Anytime there's a new app, there's either missing a vowel. Oh, yeah. Or it's spelled differently. Kind of is how yep. um, vegetarian goes in the way of spelling. Yep. Yeah. So I was like, I'm sure this isn't spelled the way I think it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I think, too, uh, something you talked about much earlier that I wanted to follow up into is, is your experience of. Uh, your early experience of thinking about how you would have liked to have just like sat in a space, coexisted and witnessed other queer people. And I think like, um, you know, and my understanding is that you've not attended our our conference, Mumble Talk, but that is also like a very common anecdote that we hear from students, college students who attend our conference, because we have these spaces at the conference called identity forums. Um, and those especially are ones where folks say it was so meaningful to exist in a room with other QT BIPOC folk, with other mm-hmm. neurodivergent queer folk, with other mm-hmm. non-binary folk, right? And just like mm-hmm. the, you know, the conference is one weekend of the year. So what does it mean, you know, to be able to offer other experiences for folks to say, you know, here's this queer-owned bookstore in your area that maybe hosts specific spaces, or if mm-hmm. they don't, you know, do you want to offer up to them that you'd be willing to coordinate a book club mm-hmm. or just like a hangout space or... You know, like we yeah. we do with what we we can, and it's still so frustrating that in twenty twenty three, folks still can co- you know exist for decades of their queer life, whether or not they recognize that that's their queer life yet, um, and not know where to 
go, right? And I think about, yep. you know, I lived in Lawrence, Kansas for a while, um, unfortunately. <laughs> and like there was a there was a bar, but we couldn't even call it the queer bar because they technically only had Pride Night one night a week. So it's like mm-hmm. that's technically the queer space, but it like converts into a queer space and then immediately rebounds to going back to like a, a general audience. And now I'm 99 percent sure that bar ceased to exist in general. So um, I don't know that there's a question yeah. in there, but just kind of musing on like all of these. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Queer folks need these spaces. Um, yeah. And our can build their spaces. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it makes me think of Brave Trails. You know, a big thing mm-hmm. for us is like we Brave Trails creates this like euphoric space for 10 days for these 12 to 18 yeah. year old queer youth. And, you know, there is uh, like there's a lot of talk about like um, transition back into the real world out of yeah. Brave Trails. You know, these kids go through a huge emotional, I mean, a huge emotional journey the week of brave trails where you're like whoa okay i can be myself or like figuring out maybe gender identity or having conversations about a different name or using different pronouns you know brave trails you can change your pronouns any second your name at any second we welcome it like get your new name tag um but yeah that transition back into the real world for some of these kids coming from i mean i had um a camper from Oh, where were they from? They were from like Ashland, Wisconsin. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, or somewhere like super, super north Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. And they were just um, like super nervous to go back home, sure. you know? And like just the last three days of camp, they're like, it's getting closer. It's getting closer. And there's oh, a lot no. of anxiety around that, you know? And yeah, so I mean, I, I, I hope, and this is like Brave Trail's whole thing is to like build leaders into our our society you know and so like we inspire them like what's your passion what are your skills right now whether that be puppetry um let's get you connected with yeah the queer owned bookstore you know yes yeah i mean it's it's so cool the the four main like categories that people could pick from at brave trails this last year were puppetry theater drag and outdoor adventure um and that just makes my heart happy that those are the categories for queer. I love, <laughs> I love that so yeah. so much. I didn't know pup- puppetry could even be. That's so cute. Yes. Yes. Um. So yeah. So yeah. Like you know, in a public, you and I are very familiar, kind of in our respective ways. To like, we can create these kind of like really immersive, like ex- intense experiences, like Brave Trail mm-hmm. Camp or Mumble Talk mm-hmm. Weekend, or you know, I attended a you know. The campus pride hosts, hosts, um, you know, camp pride. That's an experience that a lot of like college aged folks have. But like, yeah, I'll never forget um, when I took a group of college students when I was still in Kansas to the conference. And one of the things that we talked about when we came back, one student specifically was like, why can't every weekend be mumble talk? And I was like, that's such a valid question. And I anticipate that some of your your youth that Brave Trails kind of have like this, wow, I wish this wasn't over. I wish this, you know, I wish this was happening all the time or I'm going to, you know, just like how does, how does the concept of everywhere is queer as like a stated fact, right? Become this experience where you don't have to travel, you know, you can travel for fun and we can have this conference and it can be meaningful and educational or, you know, the kids can Mm -hmm. travel to camp and have that meaningful experience. But it's not like 
the one thing you're relying on all year to give you all that you need for community and connectivity and like to be immersed in queer space. Um, And Mm -hmm. so it just feels like you're kind of offering out to folks like, here's a coffee shop, here's a barber, here's a whatever, Mm -hmm. right? Here's a hoof cleaner, like... I don't yeah, know like where does that like really yeah, <laughs> or just email them and be friends, like no, you know exactly. Like, yes, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I highly recommend people to like reach out to the folks on the map. You know, they they consent to putting whatever contact information is on there publicly. So like, who knows what could build from that? You know, um, a role model, a friend. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Maybe it sparks some love. And everywhere is queer relationship. Let's go. Get it. <laughs> so in the in the time that this has been a thing, right? It sounds like it's been like about a solid year, you said, or a year and some change that like the map has kind of been out in the world. Um, it sounds like maybe in some ways it has even surpassed your wildest dreams of what this could be from the time you pulled over on the road on your way back to Colorado. Um, what is your hopes and dreams moving forward within like the next year? Like what what is your big focus now, um, you know, is it to continue doing what you're doing now because you're doing a really great job or is there kind of a particular, yeah, is there a particular kind of pathway you're hoping to take to kind of uh, amp it up to kind of the next big, um, big thing it can be? What What are you hoping for in the next year? Yeah, it's a really great question. <laughs> um, so I actually have a full time job and Everywhere is Queer is just like a side passion project for me. Yeah. Um, so, you know. Eventually, my boss knows that, like, one day I do want Everywhere Square to come my full-time gig and, like, would love to build this big thing. Um, doesn't have to be a big thing, but, like, a thing, you know? Um, for what's next slash, like, where I want to go, um, <laughs> it's kind of funny because I don't really have an answer. Um, um, I have a ton of ideas. Yeah. Like, I have this idea, this idea, this idea, this idea, like, a ton of things. And I feel like I'm just at a very pivotal point right now. Like, I'm really grateful for, um, you know, everyone that follows me on Instagram. Like, love you all. <laughs> um, excited to just to keep that community growing. And I feel like that there's so much potential there to, like, maybe do something with this community. Like, where could we all come together? Or, like, a lot of us come together. Or where could even these, like, queer business owners, like, you know, it, it would be a dream of mine to do, like, a... I'm currently working in like the natural food world. And so there's like Expo Mm. West and Expo East, which are like big conferences for these brands to come together. Okay. Um, I think like an Everywhere is Queer conference um, where like these queer owned business owners came together and were able to just like, I mean, there's so much. I'm getting goosebumps. That sounds so cool. Yeah. (laughs) Like a conference of a thousand queer owned businesses. Like that's rad. Yeah. Um, and so like that's a big dream of mine. Um, and I say it will happen. I just don't yeah. know when and where. Yeah, but best. um, oh yeah. You know, I've done like little queer owned business markets here in Bend and they were like mm-hmm. such a success. Like I can see that growing across the country. Like come on, a, a like a farmer's market esque thing of queer owned businesses. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, please. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, I'm like every day is like a, a new day of growth, and yeah. um, I'm like getting a new website built, and I have my new map that I released like maybe two months ago now, okay. um, which was really exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, so much better than my old map. Um, so just like continuing to make the process a better like user experience is for me. Like I just want people to be stoked, um, and so yeah, and uh, I don't have anything like too big. 
you know, I'll say some celebrities have slid into my DMs, which is um pretty cool. Pretty yeah. cool. I uh I was pretty shocked. Um so you know, there's conversations out there with some yeah. folks. Um yeah. But nothing that I can share quite yet. Build the suspense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um don't even know if anything will happen, but if it does, stay tuned. Stay tuned. <laughs> so exciting. Um what let's see. Um I don't know. I have three thoughts trying to come out of my mouth at the same time. Um, I love that, right? So, like, this is not, you know, this is not my full-time gig either. I, uh, I, Everyone at the Institute is kind of in the same place. We have all these big ideas and all this energy, and we have bills to pay. So, um, mm-hmm. right now, we are riding on hopes and dreams and love for this work and knowing that this is um, something that needs to happen. And I I see a lot of that, like, similarly in this in this pursuit of yours to, like, build this map mm-hmm. from just a, mm-hmm. a quick idea to, oh, wow, now this is a whole thing. And just kind of mm-hmm. seeing what evolves and emerges based on, you know, I, th- I think, you know, not to tip for tack compare, but the, the conference and my experience hosting this conference and what you've shared, you know, today talking about the, the Everywhere is Queer map, right? Like, mm-hmm. I think that the only reason things like this thrive is because there's an appetite for it. Um, and folks want it. And you literally, you know, went through Google and found that nothing like this existed. And in 1991, a bunch of homos in Iowa decided that they needed to build a space for Midwest queer folks. And now here I am, you know, having conversations yeah. with folks like you about like the Midwest in its current form and hosting conferences and, you know, these sessions. So, you know, if there wasn't an appetite for it and folks didn't want it, like it wouldn't thrive, like it wouldn't, uh, you know, it wouldn't grow. And a lot of this is trial and error and just seeing what emerges out of that. So definitely that and I, you know, resonate and see you on that work that you're doing because I'm so familiar with that kind of just yeah. you are carving the pathway in a lot of ways and seeing what comes and that is a stressful exactly. thing it's just like what it out there do people yeah. want it cool <laughs> so totally. um, yeah I mean yeah. my map has been viewed 1.4 million times and so wow. when I when I I remember celebrating uh 10,000 views of the map like I threw a party at my Holy house because I was like my map has been viewed 10,000 times um, and I hit like a thousand followers on Instagram. Um, like, you know, Those are big. It, yeah, they are absolutely big, like huge moments. And, um, I just saw it keep growing and growing, like yeah. people just like word of mouth. Like it, it's, it's like, what I love is like, you know, wherever, but, um, what, what, like Portland, Maine was a spot where like suddenly it was like one business joined and then it was like bing, 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 boom, 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 boom. And they all, I feel like they're in a text chain of like real <laughs> businesses together and they're like, get on the map. And like they all just went applied, you know? <laughs> and um, but, like I, I just, I, that is so amazing. A little of my own tangent there, but <laughs> I love that. I love that. Yeah. Um, but I believe conversations like this, I mean, even like me hearing more about your conference and sure. I like, Let's continue to talk. Let's mm-hmm. continue to like, mm-hmm. you know, use both of our platforms to, to do sure. work. Um, and yeah, there's yeah, so much potential. Thing. Yes, I think you yeah. know. I'm like, what in this moment? You know, I think about in talking to the the students. So the the conference is student plan. We just kind of give all yeah. the structural support. And something that has really been hype um, for them and big, really important for them is that they really want something light and bright this year because they're like everything else is trash. Like everything feels dark. Everything feels 
treacherous. Like there's all these shitty bills coming out. Like, how do we make a space yep. that's just like fun and comforting? And I'm like, yeah, yep. Yes to that. Right. And like, how, yeah. you know, and it feels like we're just kind of on the precipice of this place of like, what is the next five to 10 years of this work going to look like? Yeah. Is work being kind of like community building and just kind of coalition building and yeah. protecting ourselves, right? Like, what is this going to look like? Yeah. Like, when we do come together, what are we talking about? When we do come together, yeah. like, what is the vibe and what is the feeling and how does that transcend when we, there's just, we need so much more of it. And I think that, you know, folks can't afford financially or like conceptually to always go to a conference. You know, we're a Midwest conference. Yeah. The Midwest is a very large region. Kentucky might not be feasible, right? I was reaching out to, you know, creators in Minneapolis recently, telling them that we have a maker market that we're doing for the second time ever at the conference and to yeah. put on their radar. And, you know, for some of them, they're like, cool, tell me more. And some of them are like, uh, Lexington, it's really just not possible. And I was like, I yeah. get that. You know, I yeah. get that. So, like, you know, you can't always, you know, literally afford to go to these places. And what is available to you? Um, in your immediate location, you know, is something that we're continually thinking about of how to how to en empower folks to be able to utilize what is readily available to them. And sometimes that's the coffee shop or the bookstore or, yeah. you know, the salon that's going to create a consignment shop that's going to sell vintage clothes to make mean? money for the queer group. That's an actual thing. Um, so, you know, there's totally. all this possibility. Yeah. But if you don't have space and resources, sometimes it's hard to figure out what those possibilities are. So, um Totally. Yeah, again, no question in there. Uh, uh, as we, you know, work towards wrapping up here, what what are some final thoughts you have, some things, you know, that you would like to share real quick before we we call it good? Because I could talk to you about this forever, and that's not an option. <laughs> yeah, I'm a big talker, so I could always talk for hours. Um, you know, for me, I I just think about our youth in the in the world. Yeah. Um, I I I Charlie see you no matter where you're at at your point and you know you do you but i see you and i love you and like i just think about the queer youth in our country yeah. and i just hope that um they can um just become their most authentic selves you know and um even though there are all these anti-trans bills um arising i mean have been arising and everything like that you know um there are millions of us that see you for you mm -hmm. and here to support you through your entire journey um and so yeah i just like i i really think about our queer youth um in our world my heart just like skips a beat for all of them yeah so um yeah i mean yeah that's what that's what kind of came to mind for me mm -hmm. i mean i um i've been thinking a lot about my younger self and yeah. um brave trails sounds like for the counselors like be the person you needed when you were younger mm. um and yeah, i just hope that like i can be that influence on social media in some type of way yet yeah. i hope that you can find people within your community via my map to just like like i said even if you're not out to sit and just experience and witness queer people exist yeah. and working you know having a job um yeah we may hate that job but uh you we may hate that you job. have to watch us struggle you have to watch us <laughs> exactly and the love 100 i love that i love that yes yep um and also just like shout out to y'all and like everything that you're doing for the midwest i mean the midwest is a like you said a really large region of our country 
um, as 60 million people reside in rural America um, in the United States. And so, I mean, it's a lot of people. Yes. Um, and there's a lot of queer people in that 60 million. Um, and so spaces like yours and what y'all are doing in the Midwest is so important. So thank you. Well, thank you, because now I have a, a very fast resource to be able to make more connections with Midwest folks than ever before. So yeah. you're doing it, we're doing it, everybody's doing it. Um, yeah. yeah. Yes. Look at us go. Um, this has been so great. I, I, I'm just so impressed to hear more about kind of where this project came from and just you're so fun to talk to. Um, I think this is just very entertaining. Um, so I just, I have such high hopes um, and I'm so excited to see what the next phase of this project looks like for you what comes out of that I hope all those celebrity collabs come in clutch and you've now set the carrot in front of your audience uh, yeah. comes out so thank you all so much for this um absolutely thanks for this uh holding the space too absolutely take the last bite is made possible by the volunteer labor of the midwest institute for sexuality and gender diversity staff our larger work is sustained by the contributions of grassroots donors. If you would like to support the life-saving work of empowering, connecting, and educating Midwest queer and trans communities, please consider setting up a monthly or one-time donation at sgdinstitute.org backslash giving or hitting that green donate button on our website's homepage. Our inbox is open for all of your insight, feedback, questions, boycotts, memes, and other forms of written correspondence. You can contact us at lastbite at sgdinstitute.org. Particular shout out to Justin, Andy, Nick, Danielle, and Michelle for all of your support with editing, promotion, transcripts, and production. Our amazing and queer as fuck cover art was designed by Adrian McCormick. <laughs>